Hey, welcome to my instant reaction to John Lynch's press conference at the Combine. I'm not there, as you can see. I'm at home. But he was there, and he gave a 20-minute interview. And the Niners didn't exactly stream it, which they should have, but our good friend Brad Graham did. And thank you, Brad, because we wanted to watch that immediately. So I hope you watch it. I have. And I'm going to give you my immediate instant reaction to what John Lynch said. My first reaction is I'm kind of happy I didn't go because he didn't say a whole lot. And that's a far way to go for a 20-minute interview that you could watch at home. So I'm glad I'm here. But he talked about Brandon Ayuk. He was asked if the cap going up will help the 49ers' chances of keeping Ayuk. And Lynch made it clear, look, the cap went up for everyone. This doesn't give the 49ers an advantage over other teams. It just means, essentially, players are going to get paid more money. But he said he made it real clear. Brandon Ayuk's one of his favorite players on the team. He embodies all the qualities the 49ers look for in their franchise players. He's tough. He's great. He's, he said he's got a, a great combination of toughness and grace and his ability to contort his body in ways that, frankly, the other highly paid wide receiver, who I won't name, can't. So he said, what did he say? I think I wrote it down. We want to keep him around for a long time. And they have a good track record of extending their players. He made that clear. It doesn't seem like John Lynch was sweating Brandon Ayuk. It seems like after hearing this, I, I, I think Brandon Ayuk's going to be on the team. I know his girlfriend said he might not be back, which is fine. But that's not the same thing as Ayuk saying he might not be back. And I know he said, what, if, it's, if it makes sense? Yeah. If the Niners offer him what he's worth, he'll come back. There must, there, there's nothing like, it doesn't seem to be anything acrimonious between them, like they hate each other. It's just business. And from what John Lynch said, he made it seem like he values Brandon Ayuk the way other teams in the league with cap space will value Brandon Ayuk. It doesn't make sense. The only reason to trade Brandon Ayuk is if you feel like you can't justify spending all that money on a player that you don't target enough. But that's the only reason because he's ascending, he's improving, he's young, he's gifted, he does all the difficult stuff, he does all the not pretty stuff, he blocks, that kind of stuff. He is the perfect embodiment of what the 49ers are trying to build in terms of their culture. You point to Ayuk. Hey, this is a guy who had a lot of talent, but was sort of inconsistent early in his career, and he just kept working and improving, and look at him now. He got rewarded for his effort. So, yeah, this is reassuring. Trading Ayuk would be a mistake. I could see the Niners talking themselves into it the way they talked themselves into trading to Forrest Buckner. But Ayuk is just, it would be the same mistake. 25-year-old ascending player who's a franchise cornerstone. Why would you trade that guy? You really sure you're going to get a better player than that? So I think this is good news. This should be good news to Niner fans. Doesn't look like this is going to go sideways and that the Niners secretly don't like Brandon Ayuk or that Brandon Ayuk secretly doesn't like the 49ers. It's just business and he's very good and very expensive and they'll have to find a way to fit him in their cap structure, which they can do. And they'll have to find a way to get him the ball more frequently. That's really the solution to this issue. Oh, 
you, you don't give Ayuk enough targets to justify the price tag, we'll give him more targets. Crisis solved. I just solved it. Call it quality control. And he never even went to Cabo. And he's going to get the extension. I don't even think... I think this is a non-story now. If you watch John Lynch's body language, he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we get this done all the time. Who, who do they not get it done with? DeForest Buckner, right? When did they trade DeForest Buckner? 49ers trade DeForest Buckner. Day that. What day was that? March 16th. 2020, 2020. So if the Niners were to trade, that's the one time they didn't do an extension with a player. They they started the negotiation. They realized they were pretty far apart. And rather than create, you know, a really messy situation with Buckner, they told him, hey, wherever you want to go, <laughs> we'll trade you. Find a team that's willing to pay what you want. I would think that the Niners, if the Niners and Ayuk were that far apart, they would know it probably now. And they'd have about two, three weeks to find a trade partner. He'd be out of here before the draft. They wouldn't drag this on and then trade him right before the season. So it sounds like that's not going to happen. He's not going to get the Buckner treatment. Again, if they were going to get the Buckner treatment, he'd get it in two weeks. Doesn't sound like that's going to happen. So will he hold out? Maybe. What do they call it? Holding in? You don't practice, but you're at the facility. I would imagine something like that will happen, and the Niners will make him wait, which was probably a mistake on their part. There's going to be a bunch of free agents, not free agents, but a bunch of big-time wide receivers eligible for extensions this offseason, and the Niners could like beat teams to the punch. Maybe save a little bit of money. Do it first. You know you're going to give them an extension. But they'll wait until August. They'll wait until they put the pads on a training camp before Brandon Ayuk is officially signed. But you know what? Kind of like Nick Bosa last year, he's going to be in perfect shape. You don't have to worry about him not being ready. So, I perceive this as good news. Let's go to the next thing. John Lynch was asked about the defensive coordinator search. And he said some things. He said, they want to... I wrote it down. Hold on. He said that they are looking for a defensive coordinator that won't make wholesale changes. They want to be true to who they are on defense. But they are going to make some tweaks. That's what he said. They're going to have small changes on defense. But that's it. Great idea of who we're going to be, continue to be. Changes and tweaks we want to make. We're staying true to who we are. That's what he said. So, sounds to me like they're talking to Brandon Staley. We know that. Brandon Staley was the defensive coordinator for the Rams for one year. So I could see why the Niners would be interested. The Rams and the Niners are awfully similar. If Sean McVay worked with them and had success, then maybe Kyle Shanahan could too. So he's been a defensive coordinator for one year. Had a great defense that year. It was a 3-4 though. Brandon Staley is a Vic Fangio disciple. He was a nobody at John Carroll University and then Vic Fangio discovered him and made him a linebacker coach for the Bears. The Bears. Then he became a defensive coordinator, ran Fangio's system. You know that system. The Niners used to run it with Jim Harbaugh. A 3-4, like a one-gap 
Then he went to the Chargers, brought it there. Defense was terrible. He got fired. So we know the Niners have interviewed Brandon Staley. Based on what John Lynch said today, I'm guessing the interview went something like, hey, Brandon, we like you, I guess. But you know that scheme you have, that defensive scheme, the 3-4, the Fangio thing? We don't want that. So if you want to, we would love you to coach for us. But you have to do what Wilkes did last year. And, you know, you can make little tiny tweaks. But if you do anything too different, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner are not going to be happy. And um, they essentially run this defense. So you got to find a way to get them to buy in. And they didn't buy into Steve Wilkes. So I, I don't know. It seems like they're trying to get Brandon Staley to be the new version of Wilkes, which sounds like a terrible idea. Brandon Staley's a loser. He's not a particularly decorated coach. And his players didn't seem to like him. And now you're telling him, hey, succeed where Steve Wilkes failed. And again, Steve Wilkes, who was put in this impossible situation, who the team essentially said this was a terrible fit, couldn't get it done, just was the wrong fit, gave up 17 and a half points a game. I think they should just go with Nick Sorensen. I don't know the first thing about Nick Sorensen, but he's on the team. He's been with them for a few years. D'Amico Ryan's brought him here. He was the pass game coordinator. Is their pass defense great? No. Coverage is pretty good. Pass rush isn't great. It wasn't last year. But still, bringing in Brandon Staley and asking him to run a, a wide nine, it's not going to work. It'll be worse than the Steve Wilkes experiment. That's my prediction. But it sounds like that's what the Niners want. And if Brandon Staley agrees, they'll probably hire him. Remember, he was a linebacker coach, which is what the Niners want, someone with that history. And I don't know, I guess he was a head coach. And the Niners liked that too, because Steve Wilkes was a head coach. And Kyle, frankly, isn't exactly a head coach. <laughs> I don't know. That's my prediction. It's going to be Brandon Staley if Brandon Staley sort of makes the deal with the devil here. Like, hey, yeah, you can coach the 49ers defense, but you can't coach your scheme, and, you, and Kyle's going to overrule you on plays, and Kyle's going to throw you under the bus, but, and so will Nick Bosa, and so will Fred Warner, but it's a great opportunity. But if you give up 18 and a half points per game, you might get fired. But it's a great opportunity. Gonna stay true to who they are with small tweaks. That doesn't seem like like what tweak is Nick Sorensen gonna make? He's been here for a while. He would keep things the same the way they are. I'm predicting Brandon Staley. And why hasn't it happened yet? Because they're asking Brandon Staley to bend over backwards to come to this team. All right, man, you can you can coach them, but you can't do XYZ, AFG, AFB, AC, ABC. I don't know my ABCs. AFG? Where did that come from? Did you guys get the same impression about the defensive coordinator? That's the impression I got. Let's do some, some bet US before we get into my next impressions because I'm interested in the MVP odds for next year. Seems like Brock Purdy was a favorite all year and all, all of a sudden people are betting against him. Plus 1,400 odds to win the MVP next year after guys like Dak Prescott. Same odds as Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Worse odds than Justin Herbert and Jordan Love and Joe Burrow. I mean, I get it. I feel like 
they're sort of ranking him among all, you know, overall quarterbacks, and that's a good spot for him. Ten. A lot of people would agree with that. But then the season starts, and then everyone forgets that he's on the best team, and the Niners are always like the regular season, this regular season dynasty. They're dominant. So I think if you were going to bet on Brock Purdy to win the MVP next year, now would be the best time. You don't want to do it week three because by week three or week four, he could be the MVP favorite considering they're going to run it back. They're in the same team next year. They're going to have McCaffrey and probably have Ayuk. So if I were a betting man, which today I am, I would go to BetUS and I would find Brock Purdy. I would click on Sportbook and then I go to football and I would click on the uh, NFL Season Awards MVP and find Brock Purdy plus 1400 and I'd put 200 bucks down on it. No, they won't let me. I'll put 100 bucks on it because I know I'm right. To win 1400 bucks, I'm going to place that bet. So if everyone says I'm, I'm, I'm not a fanboy, oh, yes, I am. I am a unabashed Brock Purdy fanboy because I'm trying to win 1400 bucks. And I think he's going to win the MVP. Or he's got, he's got a, it's a good bet. So if you want to place other good bets, go to BetUS. Click the link in the, in the description to get to BetUS. And then once you do that, get that 125% sign-up bonus on wagers up to $2,500 on your first three deposits with that code JOIN125. I just played. Brock Purdy for MVP. I'm a fanboy. I love Brock Purdy. Always have. Always will. All right. Another takeaway from the press conference today. Tight end position. Half the questions are kind of just like, hey, what do you think of Alabama? Hey, what do you think of Michigan? <laughs> Not the most hard-hitting questions. Some are like, what's up with your defensive coordinator, Brandon Ayuk? There's one qu question like, what do you make of the tight end position and how important it is? And he went on this whole thing about how when he was a player, he felt they were under uh, tight ends and safeties. He was a safety. were really undervalued uh, financially. And that, that, you know, they're so integral in, in team success. They're right in the middle of the field. You can't avoid them. Yada, yada, yada. And then he went on, he, he was like, well, you know, green Bay last year drafted two tight ends. And that really changed their team and added a lot to what they do. And these days, man, you really, you can't just have one guy. You got to have two. And then he was on a roll. As he said that part, I don't know if you guys saw it. It seemed like he almost was like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. And he tried quickly to change the subject to Antonio Gay should be in the Hall of Fame, which is neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, coming back to that thing you said earlier that you tried to bury, teams should have two tight ends. Yes, I agree, John. Teams should have two really good tight ends. And that's why the Niners drafted Cam Latu last year, because they realized they don't have two tight ends. They have one. And he's almost 31. And he's been playing 90% of their snaps uh, for his whole career, and they need another guy. Don't believe me? Ask John Lynch. Got to have two. Cam Latu, he was a big swing. Probably a swing and a miss. There were a lot of tight ends that went last year in the draft, and they took a guy sort of at the end of the run, and we'll see. But the one thing about the Niners we've seen is they're not sentimental with their draft picks. They will replace you immediately. Look at the running backs. They drafted Trey Sermon in round three. Didn't go so well for him. They came back the very next year, drafted Ty Davis Price in round three. Didn't go so well for him, and now they're both gone. So if 
Lynch is serious about this. They're looking for a tight end. I mean, they were last year and they didn't get anything from Cam Latu. Don't be surprised if they draft one in round two or round three this year. And it doesn't matter that they took one last year. That's what another one takeaway I got from this one. Big needs for the 49ers, tight end. They got nothing from Latu. Kyle Juszczyk's probably a year away from being cut. And this is a team that doesn't want to be a one-back, 11-personnel offense. They're a run-first team. They want to have seven potential blockers in the formation. They want to have the most intricate blocking schemes. They don't want to vanilla themselves down with one back, one tight end, and a bunch of wide receivers. It's not going to be who they are. So will they find another fullback? How do you find another fullback? They're rare. Colleges don't even play with fullbacks most of the time anymore. Is, is Harvard producing anymore? And if in, in case they're not, the Niners, if they're going to replace Juszczyk one day, may replace them with a tight end and move to more of a two-tight end offense, which is similar. Considering, really, how, how often is Juszczyk really playing fullback anyway? A lot of the times he's like an H-back, detached from the formation, but more playing like tight end anyway. So what, when you're watching the combine this weekend, make sure you're looking closely at the tight end spot. I know there's that guy, Brock Bowers, is going to go in the first round. They could take him. I don't expect they will. But if there are guys that could go in round two, that's the Kyle's day two, round two, round three. That's the Kyle Shanahan round day where head coach who's been watching film for like two months decides he has some draft crushes and he insists on who they draft. That's what I'm guessing. Which tight end is Kyle Shanahan going to fall in love with this year? You know, because George Kittle might have more than two catches for four yards in the Super Bowl if they make it back next year, if they don't have to like wear him down. September, October, November. Isn't he a little bit old for that? I think he's a little bit old for that. George Kittle's a tremendous weapon, but he's almost always a little hurt, a little worn down. And that's not really his fault. The Niners have failed forever at getting a quality backup for him. No offense to Ross Dwelly, who I think is just swell, but they don't use him. Charlie Warner isn't a factor. Cam Latu couldn't catch the ball. Tight end is a big position for this team. I can see them going D-line, linebacker, tight end with their first three picks. Yeah, I said it. What do you guys think? Take a couple super chats and I'll finish it up. Corey Soto. So no IU trade, same DC type and defensive lineman in the first round and eliminated NFC Super Bowl? Damn, this is getting banal. Entertain me. I know. They're going to stick doing what they do. Austin Cross, genuine question. No more Larry. Genuine question. No more Larry. I don't know. Rishi says, interestingly, they talked to Staley. That could imply that Nick Bosa is okay with the idea since Joey played for Staley and could have. He sucks. Don't do it. Yeah, but you'd figure if Joey Staley, I mean, if Joey Bosa had a big problem with Staley, he would have told Nick Bosa the Niners never would have interviewed Brandon Staley. I'm sticking with my prediction that Brandon Staley is going to be the defensive coordinator for this team. And I think it's going to be a big mistake. The Jets. The Jets have released Lakin Tomlinson. Should the 49ers re-sign him? I wouldn't be surprised if they do. They're not going to draft the right guard in the first round. But it's pretty clear that the Niners are scapegoating that position for the loss. 
Obviously, they're scapegoating Steve Wilkes, too. He's already gone. But when asked what happened on the fateful final play in overtime, third and four from the nine, Shanahan said it himself. There was a mix-up in the interior of the offensive line. Because John Feliciano opened his mouth on Twitter, we know that the mix-up was Spencer Burford. He slid left, should have slid right. I contend that no matter where he slid, there was going to be an unblocked rusher and the play was going to get blown up. But it doesn't matter what I say. It matters what Kyle says. And he's blamed Spencer Burford. And once he has it in his mind that someone's at fault for ruining his legacy and preventing him from being a champion, that guy's done. So I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in Lakin Tomlinson. Now, he's a left guard at this point in his career. Maybe he'd be willing to play right guard for the 49ers. I could see it happening. He had his best years here. He may want to retire out here. He got paid out here. Come back and play right guard. I know it's not necessarily your preferred position, but you're 31 years old now, and not a lot of teams are going to be knocking down your door to be a franchise left guard for, for them. So maybe this is the best option for Lakin and the best option for the 49ers, and I think at this point in his career, it's not even that clear how good Lakin Tomlinson is anymore. It's not like the Jets were dying to keep him. His PFF grade was terrible for whatever that's worth. So they could bring him in and pay him, I don't know, a few million dollars and let him compete with Spencer Burford. And chances are Lakin Tomlinson will win. That seems like a fair competition. And a better idea than tr spending a first-round pick on an interior offensive lineman and stashing him at right guard and then moving him to center one day. That's kind of scary. Unless that guy's a freaking stud. Because I think you could get someone... You don't want to be pigeonholed into a need in round one. We have to get a right guard. No, you don't. Get a tackle. Get a tight end. So I think Lakin Tomlinson makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners went out and signed him. He'd just have to be okay with moving to right guard. And again, at this point in his career, if the money's right, he's had success here, he knows the offensive line coach, why not? Challenge yourself, Lakin. Play right guard. I think you could do it. That's all, really all I have to say about the matter. There wasn't a whole lot more to take from this interview. It was about 20 minutes. I went 20 minutes. I don't want to talk an hour on a 20-minute interview, but I thought it was mostly good news. What did you guys think? Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up for today. Thanks for watching. It was a quick one. I'll be back soon. A little light on Niners news these days, but something's going to happen soon. Stay tuned for the Combine. Watch those tight ends.